Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce George from England, who takes LDN for multiple sclerosis. Good afternoon, George. Good afternoon. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed in 2003 um, on the 13th of January, but I'd been suffering with it for two years previous to that. Mm-hmm. And how old were you? I was 50 at the time of being diagnosed. Right. And what symptoms were you experiencing which led to your diagnosis? Uh, initially, um, I was suffering fatigue, and because of the type of work I do, that it was becoming affecting me later in the afternoon. And and then the next real thing was balance. Right. So, once you'd been diagnosed with MS, were you offered any medication? No, I wasn't any, uh, offered any at the time because it was in the very early stages. The neurologist said there's not really a lot to give you. It depends how it, MS develops. Mm-hmm. And but, how, how was your MS before you discovered LDN? Well, it's a, it, it's a, it's over the last 10 years, it has progressively got worse that uh, it's meant that I have changed my working uh, work. I still work, but I can't do as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's affected my work and it's affected uh, what I can do because obviously I can't can't walk very far and it limits me. I mean, I've got got transport, I've got a mobility scooter, a mobility car, Mm -hmm. but Walking on its own is difficult. Before you started LDN, how would you have rated your quality of life on a score of 1 to 10, 10 being the best? Um, well, the best five. Mm-hmm. LDN what, has given me a little bit of hope. What would you say it is now? I would say it's going, I would say 6 to 7 now. Right. When you first started LDN, did you experience any side effects? I did initially because I'd been on drugs, prescribed drugs from the doctor, I had to sort of two weeks without taking any to clear it out of my system. And then when I went on to LDN, there are introductory side effects that I had for probably a week or two. Mm -hmm. But ever since it's then determining what dosage of LDN is to take and I built it up and then got to a point when I think it's gone past the, the best stage you have to sort of go backwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who prescribed LDN for you? Did you manage to get your own GP to prescribe it? No, my GP, I tried for two years for my GPs to prescribe it and they were looked, they were looked to prescribe it. 
I tried the neurology, I used to at the hospital, and they wouldn't prescribe it. I sourced it off the internet from right. a chemist in Glasgow. Um, and then I, then I had to have a, have a prescription, so I went again on the internet, and um, I registered with a doctor in London mm -hmm. who would prescribe me the drug. Good. So, um, what would you say LDN has, has done for you, George? Well, the noticeable effects that, I mean, I had a problem because it affects your bladder and that has improved. Um, sleep has improved, not as much as I'd like, but it has improved. Mm -hmm. Now, when I feel the LDN at its best stage, I've my walking's improved and the fatigue levels better, but I still get those. I can't can't walk very far still, but mm -hmm. I notice there is an improvement. How long uh, have you been taking it now? Sorry. How long have you been taking it? Taking it from January. Oh right, so it's still relatively early days for you, really. Yes, from what I've the, the only information I've got about LDM is what I've. Uh, downloaded from the internet mm -hmm. and it, it did say uh, it may take you know six months plus before you really get the benefits of it well I've got MS and I was continued improving for about 18 months okay and slowly slowly so hopefully you, you you'll notice further improvement yes it's my the biggest difficulty I found is determining what level of, because it tells you once you, I mean, different information tells you to start on one and a half millilitres and build it up over every two weeks, mm -hmm. and up to a maximum of four and a half. Well, I've got to four and a half, and I feel that some of the symptoms are increasing, so I've then them stepping backwards yeah. um, to it's, find the right level. It's surprising. A lot of men can't tolerate over three it would seem. Is that you know, true? But, yeah, so they find three is the better dose. Would, from my experience over the last few months I would say it is somewhere about the three that I felt the best. Right. At the moment um, I've been up to four and a half and on the way down again so I should probably get to three if I mean I'm about three and a half now, so, you know, I mean, I'm just, I've got to leave it for, take three and a half for two weeks to just give it time to settle and see how it is. That's right, yes. What would you say to other people who are contemplating trying LDM? Well, you know, it's the, the problem is, um, when you've got MS, you don't get a lot of hope from the NHS, and... You've got to try, you feel you want to try something. I mean, there was another drug available, well, not readily there, it was Satsapex, which was on the, you know, possible to get it from your doctor. But there was another one he wouldn't prescribe. So LDN was the, the one I was able to get source on the internet. Mm -hmm. Is your bladder okay now, George? <clears throat> improved, yes. I mean, that is one of the benefits I've noticed. It has 
that's been better for me. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the first things that I, that bladder control, balance, and fatigue were the, probably the three biggest things I noticed right at the beginning. You know, I mean, when I found out about LDN and read all the information, it seemed to tick all the boxes I wanted. The only one I haven't really had noticed any benefit is that in when it's hot day, I, I suffer from eat, the heat, and I haven't felt any benefit of that yet. Fortunately, we don't get many hot days. True enough. We've had nothing but rain here for days. Are you in England as well? Yes, Norfolk. Right. Um, yes, well, because of our climate, I think over the last few years, there's only been about two or three days in the year where I've felt it really bad. Mm. I mean, yes, last year, I had two days when it was too hot for me to go to work because it just knocks you out. Yeah. So, but this year, it's not been a problem so far. But you can feel it. You can you can feel it coming on when the heat's rising because you can feel it, your legs are like a thermometer, mm-hmm. and you can feel the heat affecting your legs the warmer it gets. And humidity is a terrible yeah, thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I know somebody who has, who's got MS, and they went to visit their daughter in in Africa, and this, she said she had no problem with the heat because it was very dry, no humidity. Mm-hmm. So that proves it's, it is the humidity, not the heat so much. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. I'd like to introduce Gronia from Ireland, who has multiple sclerosis. Welcome, Gronia. Thank you, Linda. Good to talk to you. So... Could you tell us a bit about your MS, what it was like, and what led to your diagnosis? Okay, my MS really, I only became aware of my MS in 2005, when I was 45. When I had, I was doing a marathon, a mini marathon in the city that I live in, Mm -hmm. and when I was training for it, I noticed tingling in my legs, and then the day of the marathon, for some reason, it's like everything went wrong. I was doing the marathon, trying to speed walk, of course, needless to mention, and my legs started to go, and my eye, which had, I had had obstetrics in 1998, but it was never linked with MS. Right. They just said I had a breakdown of my immune system in 1998, but that day my eye went, my legs started wobbling, and I was feeling like I was walking on unsafe, unsure ground, Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what had happened to me. A friend came up behind me and said to me, oh, are you okay? And I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. So then I went to a doctor and luckily I was very lucky in that my doctor got me through the system and I was diagnosed within months of yeah. having MS because I had an MRI done. So up until that point, other than the optic neuritis? I was a very fit woman, yeah. I walked... Mm-hmm. I didn't actually drive until I was diagnosed with MS. I walked yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was such a shock to me then, not, yeah. not to be able to walk, because the attack in 2005 really knocked my walking ability down to, I was only walking about 1,500 to 2,000 steps a day. Mm. And then now it's reduced, well, obviously over time it reduced, 
itself really, you know. So what impact did it have on you being given the label of having multiple sclerosis? I kind of knew anyway, because I had obviously gone online mm. and I ticked all the boxes for MS. And when my doctor said to me, I don't know whether to send you to a vein man or to send you to a neurologist, I said, send me to a neurologist because I have MS. Ah. And she said, don't be ridiculous. And I said, I'm telling you I have MS. So then I, as I say, went to see a neurologist and I had the MRI. I didn't have the lumbar puncture. I just refused to have it. I said, look, you have enough evidence in an MRI. You know, work with that. And if you're saying I have MS, fine. I think my, my brother's reaction would have been, well, you don't have an inoperable brain tumor, so move on from it, which was... I probably found a bit coarse on the day, but it was probably very practical advice for me, really. And with regard to thinking about the label, I didn't know much about MS when I was diagnosed with MS. And I now know why, because people who have MS, a lot of them don't tell people they have MS. Mm, so true. I wouldn't have been aware of people conversing about MS as an illness. I knew one person who had it and he didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't understand that side of it which was interesting, but now I, I think it's great to see, hear people talking about multiple sources of what it is, yeah. you know. I think it should be talked about more often. I think it should be more out there and open, and I would have seen it on Tesco shopping bags. That's all I knew about MS, <laughs> was that they were sponsoring, and everywhere I looked, I saw, I, because I actually, even though I didn't know that much about MS, I had a fear of getting MS. I've had that fear for 20 years before that because when my mother was in the hospital once there was a woman across from her a young woman who had MS and she couldn't eat her apple and I was saying to my mother what's wrong with that woman and she said she's got MS and I said what is it she told me and then I said has she got children and she said yes and I was kind of upset to see a young woman like that not being able to eat an apple and having children and knowing I had children myself mm. and knowing the, what it's like to try and rear a child and the difficulty you know as a healthy woman yeah. And to mind having a woman that couldn't even eat an apple for herself that day in the hospital. But now I know it was, she was probably in the middle of an attack. But, you know, it's kind of, so as a result of that, I all my life I feared getting MS. Okay. Which is weird. It was the only mm. illness I feared. And then you got it. How unfair is that? It could have been worse. My sister was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the same time. Well, a month after I was diagnosed with MS, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor okay. a few months. So she died of the brain tumor. So I didn't die. So I'm kind of thinking, well, look, I'm still alive. And So how did you find out about LDN? I went online because I looked at the options of medication. There was interferons or Capaxone were the options really I was given. And I wanted to go online. I wanted to know what they were about, what they were going to do. And when I saw what the interferons could do to my immune system, I decided I'd as well. Capaxone was the one that I was favored. And my children wanted to see me taking something. I have four children, so they were looking to me, obviously, you know, mum, get treatment. And I was like, well, there is no treatment really, but you can take the stuff that might work. And LDN came my way. So, you know, I'm now even thinking, well, I'm very lucky. I'm still working full time. Oh, good. Yeah. But how did you find LDN? Online. I found, I went online looking at options and then I found the LDN, lodoscaltrexin.org website. Mm -hmm. And from that then I watched, no, I read and I watched some stuff on YouTube. And then I kind of, I bought the book Up the Creek Without with a Paddle. Yeah. And I didn't read it. I bought the book on Amazon and left it in a bookcase. And I had 
resourced kind of people in Ireland, like um, Dr. Pat Crowley, you know, people like that, Patrick Crowley, all these people I kind of knew, and I knew about the chemist in in Galway, Brendan Quinn, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I had kind of Irish information on it, but I didn't do anything. I had mentioned it to a neurologist many, a few years ago, and he seemed unkeen to discuss it with me, and said, well, you're, really, your only options are interferons or capaxone. So I kind of backed away from it. But then I had a bad attack a few months ago, and I read the book, and I said, right, i got to get my S in gear, and I went to see Pat Crowley. That was only four weeks ago. Right. And within 12 hours, my life changed, literally. Wow. Because when I went up, like, my doctor, I went to see her the previous Wednesday, and I, had, I was in a bad place, and I just felt... My physical body was just in bits and my mental health would have been in bits and I just felt miserable. And I went to see her on Wednesday and she was offering me painkillers and I said, do you know how I feel about drugs and my kidneys and my liver? I don't like taking tablets. And she was like, well, you know, these ones aren't too bad and try them. And then I went to see Pat Crowley on the Monday. I was out of work sick and I went to see Pat on the Monday. I'd watched all the conference videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen all, heard what everybody had said. So I was fully informed at that stage. And I went to see Pat and he gave me the prescription. And then I went to Kilkenny and I got it made up. And I took it that night. And I woke up the following morning and I was shocked because I hadn't woken up five times during the night in pain trying to straighten my legs. Mm, And I was smiling. I said, I didn't wake up five times last night. And it's continued like that. I don't wake up at night. I have a slight, I'm still on three milligrams and I have a slight stiffness that's beginning to develop now over the last week because I've been keeping a diary. And now I'm beginning to think, okay, maybe now that's my body is leveled off at that three. So I need the extra 1.5. So it's like the pattern is saying to go up to 4.5 now in another week. So I can see, you know, why. Really good. I mean, you've had such a, a remarkable improvement. Incredible, Linda. The second day, I was out of work now, as I say, and I don't take time off work. Like the, when I was diagnosed with MS, I took a half day, mm-hmm. and I went to hospital for the steroids over Christmas because mm-hmm. it, was, it was December. I was diagnosed, so I waited my Christmas holidays and went in and had the steroids. That's, I don't miss time, but anyway, I missed two weeks of work. I was this last attack was so bad. So, um, as I say, I've gone from being very low to waking up on Tuesday morning smiling. Well, yes. I didn't wake up five times last night. Yeah. And I came downstairs and my daughter looked at me and she could see in me that I was a different, in a different place than I had been the day before. And the following morning when I came down the stairs, I was coming down so fast. No, that fast to me wouldn't be fast to somebody else, but I felt I was coming down so fast that I was joyous. And I kind of, in my head, I said, I, I ran into the kitchen and I looked at Aubrey and Aubrey, my daughter, looked at me and she said, oh my God. I thought it was Tommy. She thought it was somebody else coming down the stairs because she couldn't believe the pace that I came down the stairs. Now, I haven't got... My balance is still a bit out and there's still the things, but I am quite accepting of that as long as I'm not in pain all night. Because when I got to the stage where if I went to bed, I didn't sleep because of the pain. If I went to sleep, I got pain. So I try and keep myself awake rather than go through the pain. Yeah. But I don't have that now. Well, that is really good. And let's hope that you continue and, you know, the coming months you'll be able to get stronger and stronger. Absolutely, yeah. That's exactly the way I feel, you know. And I'm even if I level at this, and I said to my children, even if I only got the last few weeks 
out of it. The feeling that I got that feeling back of that I hadn't, I would say my mental health improved and I didn't realize the level of pain that I was living with. Like, I wouldn't have called it pain. I would have said, oh, geez, yeah, my legs drive me mental sometimes and things like that. But I was actually in pain 24 hours a day and I didn't realize it. So at work, my focus wouldn't have been as good because there were times I would have to stand up at the computer because my legs were driving me so crazy when I was sitting down. So I'd be banging my leg on the ground and I'd be trying to walk. Do you measure what I'm like to walk? <laughs> so you know what I mean? That, yeah. And I'm smiling more and I'm a happier person because... And I read someplace about somebody else who had taken LDN and she said, I woke up one morning and I felt somebody switched on a light in my yeah. head. Or mm. was it somebody said it at some of those conferences? That's exactly how I felt on Wednesday morning. I felt the world was a brighter place. It was just, I was able to handle a lot more than I, of stress level than I would have been able to handle two days before. And, and then my doctor rang me and she wouldn't prescribe LDN for me because I asked her. And she mm. rang me on the Wednesday and she said, Gronia, how are you? I'm really worried about you. And I said, I'm great. And she says, what? And I said, I went to Kilkenny on Monday to another doctor and I got LDN and I'm fantastic. And I said, if you won't believe how good I am. And I think now I'm going to try and get around her to prescribe it for me. And maybe, you know, move it a little bit, get my little bit. Like I got a chemist here, Sam McCauley, which is a big pharmacy group in Ireland, to fill the prescription for me for the capsules. Right. Which was great to be able to get it easily, you know. So that made a big difference. And there's a company here in Ireland now making up the capsules. They're only an hour down the road from Cork City, actually. They make up the capsules in 3 and 4.5 milligram capsules. So it's very, it's easy now. It's great to be able to, like my local pharmacy can get them now for me in, within 24 hours and things. That's excellent. Well, mm. thank you very much for sharing your story with us. And we do hope that you continue improving. I'd like to introduce Jennifer from Canada, who has multiple sclerosis. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Could you tell us when you first started to notice your MS symptoms? Um, I probably, well, I was officially diagnosed in January of 2000, but in hindsight, I probably started noticing it when I was actually a child. Um, in grade four, actually. Um, from what I've gathered from um, talking with other people, uh, it seems to be sometimes triggered by a major emotional event mm -hmm. or um, head trauma. I had head trauma and in grade four. so And it wasn't six months thereafter that I started getting um, I guess I guess you would call them like migraine headaches, like extreme ones, and then um, and then it just progressed from there on out. And then it got and then the MS really really kicked in after an emotional trauma. So I guess I got a double duty on that one. Mm -hmm. So by the time you were diagnosed, what symptoms did you have? Um, I was losing my eyesight. I, I actually kind of scared myself. I was um, mowing the back lawn of my when we were living in a house, and um, it was very warm. It was the south-facing backyard, and it was probably about two in the afternoon. So that's the heat of the day, 
mm-hmm. and I was sewing, and um, and I didn't know that I had an issue. Obviously, I didn't know I had MS. I knew there mm-hmm. was something wrong. I just didn't know what. Um, and I'm mowing away, and sure enough, all of a sudden, I went absolutely blind. And so I just stumbled back towards the stairs and sat down for a few minutes, and it was in the shade. And not long thereafter, my eyesight came back, so I thought, I thought, oh, okay, well, it's back. And so I just <laughs> continued mowing. <laughs> and then not long thereafter, then I, I went to see an ophthalmologist and whatnot, and they weren't sure what was going on, and and the doctor thought I had, she said, oh, you have low blood pressure, and and it's like, uh, no. Anyway, so I finally went in, and I said, no, just send me to a neurologist, and so I think she just did it to basically get me off her back, because I was kind of getting on her nerve, mm-hmm. and not long there and I went to the neurologist and the neuro and I said listen I think I have MS and he's like okay so he tested me and he's like hmm looks pretty pretty uh, promising I'm going to send you in for an MRI and sure enough not long thereafter I was diagnosed mm-hmm. and apart from the eyesight were you suffering with fatigue or bladder problems or oh I've been suffering from fatigue since I was a child, so I, I figured I, I just chalked that up to um, um, adolescence and um, hormones and stuff like that, and you know, and then of course, and then I was a young mom, and I had a whole lot of stuff that was going on. So I thought, okay, well, that that might be that. So I mean, I I always made excuses for all the things that I was experiencing. I had the fatigue. I had the not so much. Well, yeah, perhaps the bladder. Uh, there again, I probably chalked that up. I, I felt like I was permanently pregnant, is what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what else? Um, I, I, I was diagnosed with IBS, so I I triggered or I contributed that issue to irritable bowel syndrome, which is babies the baby version, I guess, of Crohn's and colitis and all of that stuff. So I figured I had just food sensitivities and um, and that I wasn't listening to, so I, I blame myself for that. Um, <laughs> you know, pretty much anything that an MS patient would deal with, mm-hmm. I was dealing with, except for... Um, the legs. Now, the, as soon as that started really um, showing its rearing its ugly head, is what I would call it. Um, I would. That that's when I really started putting the pressure on it, and figuring, okay, there really is something wrong here. Mm. Were you giving any medication? I've been on absolutely everything. I have been on lots of steroids. I've been on both versions of Rebif. I've been on Betaseron. I've been on Mitoxandrone, which is a chemotherapy. And none of that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And how did you hear about LDN? How did I hear about LDN, actually? Through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were. Uh, I was just looking at it, and... Um, some people were swearing by it, and so I thought, 
well, you know what, nothing else has worked, so let's give this a shot. And I swear by it now. How long have you been taking it? I've been taking it since July of okay. 2010. Um, did your own doctor prescribe it for you? Uh, yes, under my um, my my asking him. Mm-hmm. And was it easy to get the prescription filled? He is a forward-thinking doctor, so it was very easy for me to get from him. Mm-hmm. But um, I've heard many, 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 many people who have had very hard issues and hard times getting that prescription. Mm-hmm. What about filling the prescription? You have to go to a compounding pharmacy, and I did not know that. So I had to do a little bit of research, and I found a compounding pharmacy, and and as soon as I did that, um, it was fine. Did you notice and any initial side effects? Um, the only thing I noticed was more vivid dreams, mm-hmm. which which went hand in hand. Which is what I was more uh, I was afraid of because I did some research on the internet because I thought I'm not putting something else into my body without you know checking this out first anymore. I'm sick and tired of that. Mm. Um, so I I checked into it and said more vivid dreams, and I thought, oh, God, oh, God, does that mean scary dreams? No, it doesn't necessarily mean scary dreams. It's just more vivid periods. So if you're dreaming about a happy thing, you're just going to remember it more. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of a scenario. And the other thing I, I did notice, and this actually came from my actual doctor, he's like, have you not no- have you noticed any any side effects and I'm like well not so much and he's like well I've no I've I've heard other people saying constipation may very well be an issue so after he had said that I was like oh actually I, I think that actually is so now just a handful of walnuts I take and that just alleviates that mm-hmm. good and how long did it take before you noticed some improvements almost immediately it helped with the specificity Mm-hmm. At night, um, what, what, um, well, they they keep trying to sell all sorts of medications on the TV all the time, but for the restless leg syndrome specifically, and it's just, it, it, and, and that's just muscle spasms in your legs, but I also had the muscle spasms in my bladder, and I didn't, I was not aware of that, and that's what was causing me to have to go to the bathroom all the time, so I wasn't getting a restful night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So um, when I started the LDN, that stopped it, the bladder spasming. And so, therefore, I was able to actually sleep all night as opposed to having to get up midnight, you know, or two or three times a night to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was actually able to get a full night's sleep. Good. Did you notice anything else? Not so far. I'm 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 waiting and um, with anticipation. I've only been on it, like I said, since July. So. Right. Yes. And how did it impact on you being diagnosed with MS? It didn't impact on it at all. Mhm. It, it it was it, it's just um it's just an added 
benefit, at least it's a positive thing as opposed to everything else that has been absolutely um, kind of a pain in the tush. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to other people who are contemplating trying LDN? Well, I would say I would say um, it works for probably. Um, there are a lot of people that it's not does not work for. So give it a shot and try it. It's it's not expensive. Um, make sure that you go very low and you go slow. You start at um, at a small amount and you work your way into it. You do not just immediately go for the full bang. Um, otherwise, you will go into muscle spasm galore. Um, so it's it's a gentle ease into it. Um, and I think I think it's absolutely worth it. I recommend it to absolutely everybody to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, and this is not something that can hurt you. Um, and there are no um, major long-lasting side effects. It's a very gentle thing on your system and you know what I, I mean they say that it helps your nerves to recover and whatnot in the long run I'm I'm waiting to see if that works for me but mm -hmm. like I said I haven't been on it super long enough time to um, really notice that mm -hmm. so I, I'm sure and I'm fingers crossed <laughs> it will be something that I will you know in the future. Yes. Would you say that it's helped improve your quality of life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the sleep, deprivation, sleep deprivation makes for crazy making is what I call it. And um, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting a full proper night's sleep now. Mm. So even if that is just the one thing that it helps me out with, I think that gives it a 100% in my book. Well, thank you very much for sharing the story with us. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.